Okay, we are live, episode 72. This one is going to be fiery. Uh, I've got Dean Eberhardt from Poplark. I've got Dakota Wyatt from CMG. Let's rock and roll, gents. Nice. Stoked, stoked to be here, Mark. Dean, talk to me a little bit about hops. Talk to me a little bit about what you're doing at Hoplark, but when it started, but also give us a little bit of an idea of what is this? Yeah, man. I mean, it's, it's what it's not is it's not beer. It's not non-alcoholic beer. It's something totally different, right? So I was taking a month off of drinking. I used to be probably 50 pounds heavier than I am right now and just realized I needed a fix. Um, and so took a month off of drinking, just like wanted a craft beer. I was big into that scene, um, but didn't want to drink an NA. And so I, you know, imagined this concept of let's just replace the malt in beer with hops or with tea, sorry, and make something that's zero calories, uh, zero alcohol, and just kind of like works. Would that mean that you were first in that category? What did that look like before you entered it? <laughs> uh, yeah, there, it didn't exist. Like it's, everyone says like, like there's nothing new. Like you can't think of something new. You Google anything and it exists. No, actually hop tea wasn't a thing. It's, it was a, a way that brewers tested hops. Like it was a term used in brewing, but the idea of mixing hops and tea was totally novel. And so it gave us like, a total open window to do whatever the heck we wanted with it. Would you say that the taste, so that for context, somebody's watching, they're like, so what is it? Is it taste like beer? If they've had a Budweiser, is that bad? Dude, I'd say Budweiser and like, I'm just okay. killing this whole, you know, did you know, did they, I'm not a beer, you, you could tell, dude. I, when I go down that aisle, I don't know what's going on over there, okay? But it is Budweiser, is one of those cool IPAs. Is that the taste of it? Yeah, I mean, it's a lot like a like a refreshing IPA, but just like a way more refreshing version of it. So like this is, so this is our Citra Bomb, Citra Hops, and uh, Citra is a super popular hop. Like it, it'll, it'll punch you like an IPA does from aroma flavor from, because this hop plant is magical. It's got all this character to it, um, but it doesn't have the like sugary malt and, that, that you would expect in some of these beers. And so it's just like, it's, it's more LaCroix than it is, you know, uh, brown ale. It's more LaCroix, he says. Now we're now we're getting a shout out, LaCroix. All right, that was free. Um, so let's talk about the consumer. If it's me and I see it and I get an idea and I go, okay, that's what this thing is. Is it the beer drinker? Is that the lowest hanging fruit, as they would say, as far as your core consumer? Yeah, I mean, I think the lowest hanging fruit is probably the sober audience because we have a really compelling option for them, but we've never marketed toward that audience. They just kind of see it and understand it. Um, yeah, well, I mean, lowest hanging fruit of market, of our target market is craft beer. I mean, we, we sponsored the Great American Beer Fest uh, back when there were fests, right? And, um, and we had a tent and we handed out in the weekend, we handed out like 4,500 cans. I mean, th these brewers were going nuts for it. The customers were going nuts. Like it is, it's an all day, everyday option for like an afternoon refreshment, a morning coffee replacement for a beer drinker that like tastes awesome, but doesn't have any of the implications. 
it, it's an interesting, not just concept story and the like, and I love that, right? This is true innovation. Um, I, I talk about alcohol often. I'm very open with that. I've struggled with it many years. Um, people who, who know me, you can imagine. Sometimes I like to say like, just imagine me, like, you, you get that? Yeah. Uh, so it's not really good for me. Um, and, uh, and it's not good for a lot of people. And, and I talk about mental and physical and all, all the sorts. So this is a, a great opportunity for someone who does enjoy, right, a good, a good beer, right, a good IPA um, to go that route. When you did start it, did it look like it did today? Again, what was the year? 2018. 2018. In 2018, did you have the same distribution opportunity or at least the same distribution uh, goals as far as what you're doing today? Or was there a complete flip since March of last year? Um, yeah, I mean, well, there's, a, there's probably two steps to that answer. One is we launched at a farmer's market. Ne neither of us had any idea what we were doing in CPG. We were just like, is anyone going to buy this? Like that was our, <laughs> that was our question. Um, and it went nuts. I mean, we got, you know, we got, we got lines out, um, lots of people, lots of people, lots of interest at the farmer's market. Um, the retail story on the product has been pretty magical. You know, we put the, the thesis of like, just call it what it is, right? We put the product name front and center and it draws in the right audience. And so we've had a lot of success with a really strong um, promotional plan in retail where we put it on shelf and it just kind of blows up word of mouth in the little geographical nook, whatever that store is doing. Um, and so like, that's not the most common story for innovation. So we had this going into 2020, we were like, great, you know, nationwide Whole Foods, it's going super well, lots of expandability in retail. And then everything comes to a halt because the discovery customer with the time and the space to think about putting, like finding the product on shelf changed. So we overnight were like, okay, well, at least for a little bit, let's play around with what would we look like if we were a digitally native brand? And that's been, you know, really eye-opening because now it's both. It's like a both and. We can be a huge retail success story, but also, you know, we can be a digital presence and e-com success story. Great, great answer. And I, I'm going to be able to dive into a couple of those pieces. I do want to go to uh, in-store location. Are you in the beer set and how? Do, no. Okay. Never. 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 Not only no, but like never. Are that's you actually, in? And that's fully intentional because if we're in the beer set, then we're an NA beer and we're a beer replacement product. And so we only work uh, in dry January and sober October and with a sober community. No, we're in the tea set. So we're next to Honest and Guayaki products like that, where, um, uh, where it, it pushes all day, every day use. The caffeine in a lot of our SKUs is pushing, pushing you know, the, the use occasion earlier, and it's just worked super well. Um, are you also, or could you be placed in LaCroix? Shout out again. Actually, I'm gonna give a shout out to Spindrift. It's in my fridge, I'm a fan. <laughs> Mine too, they're great. Sorry. Um, so um, could you be there too? Can, can you go in? I call it almost like that premium seltzer-ish thing. Yeah. I mean, it works. Like we've seen the product can sit in the kombucha aisle even, and it works. Like it's just, there, there's always, it's not about like, does it make sense next to whatever 
else is there for us because it's so new. It's like, does that make sense full stop? And we've seen that it does. And so it really can be anywhere. We're in dairy sets as well. Um, you know, the, the dairy, like the coffee, coffee set, functional beverage set. Um, and it's all, I mean, it just kind of works. Like our, there's enough of our core craft beer customer that's interested in the product that they will see it on shelf, will grab their attention, they'll buy it. I like that. Um, let's get back into the uh, DTC play. Uh, it is heavy. Um, and uh, you, I'm assuming case packs, maybe like an eight or 12. Uh, do 12. you 12? Beautiful. So you boom, you target, you hit the, the right consumer online. Um, beautiful, beautiful Facebook ad, you know, boom, retargeted, hit them with an email and the like, and boom, they put it in their cart and they shipped it to them. Is there a profit center there? We don't need to talk specifics, but have you figured out how to create a profit center there? Well, it was all about seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. So if we went by the shipping costs that like existed when we launched, there's no chance, right? We, what I did was I did an industry survey of like friends of mine that had higher volume businesses and found out what their discounts were and what they were paying for like an equivalent package. And so then we priced it that way. So we've always had free shipping from our site at kind of retail pricing from day zero. Like that's, that's a commitment that we made. And and, um, and that led to kind of like the, when COVID hit the adaptability, but we're, I mean, we're, we're like 22 X growth year over year or something like that. It's crazy. Um, and it hasn't been a lot of the advertising. It's just a lot of like word of mouth and customers discovering it in a moment where they're open to discovery online. Um, it's been nuts. We used to like, we joked about it the other day, a year ago, we were driving packages in the back of our car, you know, to UPS every day. Now, like yesterday, they brought two, two like trucks to take pallets. Like it's unreal what the growth has been. Fantastic. I, I, I loved hearing that. Um, Dean and I, we used to be on this. I don't know. Are you still somebody? What do we call that thing? Like a mastermind? There's nothing master about me. Yeah. I don't even know why I was invited. I think that because I, I say, say a few jokes every once in a while. Now, um, let me let me go back to God. There's so many uh, good ones, but but let's talk about co-packing and or the sort. How do how do you or did you find somebody who's going to make this for you? For those out there who have a, a really great idea, something novel or innovative, right? Um, where did you find that, and and how long did that take you to put that together? Well, uh, I looked in the mirror. Uh, we make it ourselves. That, that's what I thought. So we have we have a brewery in Boulder. I, like my background's in manufacturing, which is helpful. Um, so I know a little bit about that. Like more more from a sales side, but still, like it's um, that that's that's been that allowed us to kind of like stay efficient. Like you haven't seen, there's no press release about us raising a big bunch of money because we haven't taken a big bunch of money yet. Like we have angel investment and stuff, but it's more, you know, it's been more about growing at the pace of the business as opposed to like doing something crazy. And, um, and it's worked, I mean, that's worked pretty well, but yeah, we've been able to uh, make it ourselves. We have like 30 teammates at this point. It's kind of crazy how, how quick that goes. We grew a lot last year. That's fantastic. Uh, and so, yes, you can do it on your own sometimes. Um, uh, having an experience, though, and a background within just, it is. Just pro yeah, <laughs> just probably don't. Yeah. It's um, like really good. Well, it's like really I, good I when you it, get to where we I'm are. I'm making more generic when they're like, hey, should I go, go into food and beverage space? No, don't do that. <laughs> uh, um, unless you just, yeah. 
Let's close it up with what does the end of, I'm really bullish, I'm optimistic as far as like things opening back up, you know, by the by the end of the year. I'm not getting to like March, April, May. Like I kind of looking at end of the year, but what does the end of 21 look like for the business or maybe even Q1 of 22? Where do you guys want to be, uh, you know, as far as, as far as maybe distribution and or just the, the lay of the land for the brand? Yeah, I think there's a lot that's going to come into play and open up in the, um, in the retail side of things. Like our retail growth is not where, not only not where we would have expected, but not where it would have gotten to had COVID not hit. Like it's just a tough timing for us being so young and so new. Um, I think that we're going to lean in a lot more, you know, continue growth in the e-commerce. Like it's, it's just our, you know, our customer metrics have been really good, so we can lean in. Um, but yeah, like bringing, meeting our customer where they are, like, every, like a lot of people say that, but like for us, it's like grocery stores have worked incredibly well, incredibly well. So we're going to keep doing that. And e-commerce has worked incredibly well. And the nice thing about that is it keeps it simple. Like that's two things. It's not 17, like a lot of, especially like beverage companies that could go into DSD and do a bunch of stuff. No, we're just, we're just going to keep it really simple for the time being. That's a fantastic approach. Uh, and you know, I wish you nothing but success. I know it's going to be fun. Um, this year is going to be a lot of fun to watch what you guys are doing. Um, I just have a, a good vibe about what, what's happening with your brand and stuff like that and you specifically. So kudos to you. Um, Dakota Wyatt, CMG. I mean, I told you off camera, I can't even, I can hardly get this going, dude. Okay. And you look just beautiful with this thing. But, but it's a beautiful morning. God, it, it is, man. Uh, give us uh, give us the pitch on CMG. What's it all about? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm a marketing consultant with uh, CMG, which is Cox Media Group. Um, you know, we are just a full suite of local, regional, and national uh, marketing, uh, basically solutions. Uh, we reach 52 million viewers a week across 20 markets. I work for the local affiliate here in Seattle, uh, which is the CVS affiliate here, uh, which is Cairo 7, um, as you'll see in my email. Uh, you know, there's literally pretty much nothing that we can't do, um, whether it's traditional, um, print, digital, I mean, we have experience in all of it. We have a national research team that really leads the charge. Everything that we do is backed by data. Um, there's no shotgun approach to anything, you know, it's, uh, it's very technical, very data driven, very, you know, we need to have experiences. We need industry knowledge. We need local knowledge. We need national knowledge. And we look at those trends. We look at to see what's working and what's not, uh, and then take that to our individual clients and, and really create a, a strategic strategy here. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it really, uh, looking at the individual tactics, I mean, we do, we're Google Premier Partners, so we handle SEO and SEM. We're Facebook Marketing Partners, so really anything through the social media suite. Um, we're piloting uh, through Amazon right now, so we can target through Amazon Display and Amazon OTT. Um, OTT is definitely a, a big push for us this year, um, going through the streaming ads, being very, very targeted, reaching that mass audience. Um, email campaigns, native community integrations. Again, it's, it's a full suite. There really isn't much that we can't do. Very cool. Dakota with CMG, his info's there. Dean with Hoplark, his info's there. Shout out to the Peloton in the background. <laughs> That's another free free mention. Free. I, I hit it yesterday, dude. I just, I'm implementing it. Anyway, you guys, uh, thanks for joining. 
Peace. Yeah. Thank you for having us.